0: I love swearing. I learn all my favourite swear words in primary school, in the playground. Mainly fucking shit. I mean, they're the best. And as a child, I learned quickly that these words could evoke some pretty strong reactions out of the adults around me. And as a middle child, constantly seeking attention... I really did push my luck a few times. My mum actually washed my mouth out with soap once. That's not a lie. Shout out, mum. Um, You have been outed. So I've always had a great relationship with swear words. I've just loved them from day dot. They're so powerful. I mean, by swearing, you can bring unexpected pleasure and joy to an uncomfortable conversation. Spit them out like darts or sing them in special moments. Fuck you. I mean, it's just perfect. But the unwritten rules we have around these words are really interesting as well. Like every one of them has a little bit of nuance and you need a bit of context. Who you say them to and how you say them kind of forms your relationship you have with that word. But there's one word in particular that has been on the naughty step for a really long time. And I'm just going to call them off of that step for this episode and really take a bit of a deeper look. You may have guessed it. That naughty word is the cunt. The cunt has had an exciting journey. It's the oldest word we have for the vulva, the O-G, the one that was there before anything else was recorded or understood. It's linked to words like knowledge, power and queen. So I wonder how does the original word for vulva rank in the most offensive words in the English language? Well, we're going to talk about that today. And to figure this all out and to start this conversation, I really needed to speak with somebody who knew their way round a cunt. Maybe not literally, but historically. Somebody had looked through the book, somebody who understood the linguists and the etymologists and who could talk to me about it. And so today on Shut Up, She's Talking, we're gonna speak to sex historian, Dr. Kate Lister. Kay is a university lecturer, writer, and the brainpower behind the online research project Whores of Yore.
1: Hello. Hi. Hi, how I th- are you? I was following the wrong link. I was on oh, the wrong note.
0: Kay also won the Sexual Freedom Award in 2017. Her recent book is called A Curious History of Sex, And my God, it is so good. It covers everything from Victorian porn to sex toys to the clit to the cunt. And so turns out our ancestors have been there, done that, and they were a particularly randy bunch. Kate is a proud lover of the word. And so I first asked Kate what she liked most about saying cunt.
1: I mean, it's perfect, isn't it? It's just perfect little syllable, but you can get such force behind it as well because the k- and the t- they're really harsh if you want them to be. You can almost like spit it, kind of, like clint, 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 like bullets. But then the oo sound in the middle, it kind of makes it like kind of almost like squishy in the middle, like oooh, you know? It's soft and harsh. It's just so expressive, and the fact that it's one syllable, the best swear words tend to be one syllable because you can just spit them out can't you even like looking at it i love it the c and the u and the n are all basically the same shape they're just kind of, and then there's this big like crucifix at the end with this t of just like Urgh. it's a, just a perfect word
0: the unusual thing about saying cunt as a swear word is that it means something different wherever you are and to different people it holds a different meaning i wanted to know what kate thought about this
1: Oh, it's a weird one. Isn't it? It's so subjective that word, depending on where you are in the world and who you're talking to, and what your relationship is with that person. Where you are in the world, it will have an entirely different meaning. So I'm I'm in England and I'm in the north, and cunt to us is a word that you will use between mates. My mates will regularly call me a daft cunt or a silly cunt, and <laughs> and that's funny. That that's it's almost yeah. like an in joke of we're such good friends that we can call each other that. Uh, and then if you go even further north up into Scotland, and Glasgow especially, the word almost loses all meaning. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It just means a, a human. It means, I've heard people in Glasgow just go, oh, no, 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 not this cunt, that cunt, which cunt? No, 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 the other cunt. In fact, if it's almost if they don't like you, then they won't call you a cunt. Like It doesn't mean anything. But then If you go across the pond to America, it's deeply offensive. It's meaning shifts and changes all the time, depending on who's using it. It's got this status as one of the most offensive words in the English language. And the fact that we can call each other that, it is like an in-joke. It's just like a (laughs) ha 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 I suppose it's like an irony thing. How often does it get used to actually refer to the vulva? That, that's interesting like does do people still use it? But then I'm always really fascinated about words for genitals, in particular words for vulva, because it doesn't seem doesn't seem to matter what terminology you use. It's always a bit weird. Like cock and dick. They they're slang words, but they are kind of universally applicable. You could say the word cock and dick to a doctor. You could, you could use it to your mates. You could. It, it's a sort of a universal word. What is the universal word for vulva? All the terminology for the vulva. It's either horrendously clinical, like vulva or vagina. That it's all right to a doctor, but even that feels a bit weird. But you wouldn't say it to your mates. And then the terminology that people use to, to talk about their own is it. It tends to be like either really childlike, foofy, or minky moo, or tuppence, or if it's sexy, it's too sexy, like pussy, which is great in a song by Cardi B. But if you say it to your friends, it sounds slightly weird again, doesn't it? It's just sorry, what are you calling it? So when and whenever I've got a new doctor, I always ask them, like, what is the 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 phrase that most people use? Apparently the most common one that people use is down there. They just kind of go down That's there. That's so sad. Isn't which again, it? it is. And it's really like remote, like down where? What like because yeah. there's a whole <laughs> lot of down there. From, you know, like your feet and your toes. And I suppose that that's what I love about cunt is it seems so ridiculously uncomplicated. And it's the original word. It's one of the oldest words that we've got.
0: And can you talk a little bit more to the origins of the word?
1: Yeah. So just etymologically, it is actually a far more feminist word than vagina or vulva. Vagina is the Latin word for a scabbard or a sheath that a sword goes into. So that's its entire etymological function and power is to hold a sword. That's that's what vagina means. It basically means cock holder. That's what it means. And vulva means either womb from Latin or possibly vulvaire from Latin French which means wrapper. It means something to wrap around. So again, they're all dependent on a penis for their meaning. But cunt doesn't mean any of those things. In fact, it's one of those words that's so old that eventually (laughs) linguists and historians go, we don't know where it comes from. It's proto-Indo-European. That's what they say when they kind of go, it's really, really fucking old.
0: (laughs) and what does proto indo european mean
1: so at one point we human beings were all wandering around before the continents split and drifted and we were all kind of bunched up it kind of, that kind of means that it comes from the stem language that at one point we shared wow yeah so it's it's really really difficult to study that like because language changes so much doesn't it like even like a year ago there are sentences that you could say now that would make no sense a year ago yeah. like you know if you said um, I need to bubble with my COVID buddy because of the. Yeah. Ju- that just wouldn't mean yeah, anything. Like, you're would it? talking gibberish. Yeah, you're talking mm-hmm. nonsense. So, language changes so rapidly that trying to locate it and pin it down is really difficult. But the sound in cunt that really interests etymologists is the coo sound, coo, coo, coo. Uh, and that's also given us queen and it's given us cunning. So, the, the coo sound, cunning originally didn't mean sneaky. You know, like a sneaky cunt. It meant it meant knowledge, wisdom. You were cunning folk and a cunning woman. So one of its root origins probably means wisdom, which is far more feminist, I think, than penis holder. And the joint meaning of of wisdom and cunt is, it, it lasts all the way to the Middle Ages, when there's a play on quaint or quainter, which means both cunt and Wisdom. It's a joke that Chaucer makes in his Canterbury Tales. It's like a clever cunt pun and then everybody laughed loads. But yeah, so it lasted quite a while, that that dual meaning of cunt and cunning.
0: That's incredible to think that that possibly survived the first language that we all shared together. Why the hell are we not calling our cunts cunts all the time?
1: I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's really telling that one of the most offensive words in the English language is one of our oldest and it's the one that means vulva. Because what, what did it do? What did it do to become so naughty and horrendous? I mean, there are other contenders now, you know, like like racial slurs and the N-word and things like that. And we can look at those and we understand why they're so offensive. We understand the power implicit in it. But cunt by comparison, what did cunt do wrong? <laughs> so I think it's... I think it's quite testament to how we view women and sex and sexuality and all of the things that we have historically associated with vulvas.
0: Wow. So cunt is old. It's so old that its origins are almost lost to us. It's thousands of years old at least, and it can be traced back to medieval languages across Europe with the Old Norse language being kunta and Proto-Germanic being konto, the Swedes have kunta and the Dutch have conti. And it's the only word we have for our vulvas that doesn't derive from a penis. So if you have one, I wonder, how do you feel about those words, that vagina and vulva, knowing that it means cock holder and to wrap around a penis? because I am seriously torn. Cunt means everything, and it means powerful and knowledgeable. And so it's divisive because it's powerful. I kind of love that. But somewhere along the line, we did hijack this word. The word was taken over, and somehow today we end up with this profanity that ranks higher than racial hate slurs, on language regulatory board lists across the world. Well, apparently historians can't be a hundred percent sure as to why this happened, but they've got a few hunches.
1: "Cunt" hasn't always been offensive. It turns up in medieval doctors' books and medical texts, and it's absolutely—it's, I mean, a little bit bawdy perhaps, but it is just the word that you use for the vulva. That's, uh, and it's—it starts to become offensive. I suppose by the time is making his jokes, it's a little bit tee-hee-hee, nudge-nudge, wink-wink. But then by the, Shakespeare makes a few cunt jokes, and it's obviously it's supposed to be offensive then. But it's by the time you get to the early modern period, I suppose, with the rise of Puritanism in particular, that sex is repressed, and then the language to talk about sex also becomes repressed. And then it starts to become this really offensive, horrendous word. But it wasn't always so. You would have gone to the doctor and said, there's something wrong with my cunt. And so can you talk a bit more
0: about that link between shame, desire, religion and historically how that's played a role in demonising the word?
1: It's hard to sort of say it was definitely Mm. this. This happened and then this definitely happened. But language is such an important battleground for any kind of... Um, equality or fights for right or to be recognised because ultimately if you don't have the language to express yourself and to talk about things then you're absolutely stymied, aren't you? And if the very words that people were using to describe their bodies are considered obscene, how do you talk about Mm. it? How do you bring up the conversation? How do you? And also, of course, that then emphasizes that sex is obscene and that vulvas are obscene, doesn't it? And so it becomes a real mechanism of social control is to say that something is offensive, especially words, because then you can't use them. You know, and it's that there was a rise of Puritanism in the early modern period. But that was definitely there. It was definitely enforced as a definite shift in, we shouldn't really be doing that. But attitudes to sex change all the time. And just because there's one dominant group of people going, nope, don't do that, it doesn't mean that other people were listening all the time. You know, we have to kind of remember that, that in the same way that historians 500 years from now will look at what doctors were saying now and think that everyone was eating their five pieces of fruit and veg a day, which isn't true you know because i had a mini egg for my breakfast <laughs> so it's 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 like a narrative that's in force but how much it's adhered to is different but yeah definitely attitudes around sex started to change in the western world with the rise of puritanism and the there's a shift in Christian teaching and church teaching uh, in sort of the later Middle Ages and it becomes very anti-sex and very anti-woman and the teachings of Saint Jerome and all his mates about how women are just the worst things that happen ever, 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 ever. Uh, sin, 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 sin. That starts to, to come into play as well. But I have a horrible... It's too easy to look at the church and go, it was your fault. I have a horrible feeling that humans would have come up with something anyway because that's, just, <laughs> that's what we do.
0: And I think Kate's right here. Without the church's influence, we probably would have found something to gravitate towards, to demonise our bodies anyway. But we are a product of our social environment. So the growing suppression of sex and language at that time surely would have had an influence on how we looked at the cunt and our bodies after that. Despite there being some pushes to reclaim the word in the feminist movement, it's not really taken off in the same way as other movements have to reclaim language. So take the LGBTQI community reclaiming the word queer, for example. That word initially had a very hurtful past and it was a very hurtful term to many people in that community. Some still don't feel comfortable using it, but on a whole, the LGBTQI community have reclaimed that word as something positive. It's a term that allows people to identify as not heterosexual or cisgender, and then they don't really need to specify any more than that. So it's really broad, and it's very inviting and people are very proud to identify as queer now. So this reappropriation of the word has been done incredibly successfully. I wondered what did Kate think about that word being reclaimed? Is it possible?
1: I think that the word has been reclaimed in a lot of ways because you can use it between mates and because I can use it like that, even though it's kind of like an in-joke and it's kind of naughty and it has unwritten rules that we all seem to be aware of, even though no one's actually told us, like, it's all right to say it to your mates, but don't say it to your boss, that kind of thing. I like the power of it. I like the fact that it's regarded as really naughty, so you can just whip it out and drop it, you know, from time to time. The bit that Still troubles me, and the bit that I'm not so sure that is is a good thing is the idea that it's that offensive because that implies that vulvas are offensive, and it's that bit that I'm I suppose as the, its journey, it's becoming less and less attached to the vulva in in its own way, isn't it? Because when, a lot of the time, when you deploy it, that's not really what you you mean, is it? Is when you you call somebody a cunt, you're not actually calling them a vulva, are you? It has different meanings, but that's the bit that I find troubling is the kind of the implicit suggestion that that vulvas and by extension sex are that offensive but I'd like the fact that it's naughty and I kind of like the game that that we're all playing at the moment which is that we know it's offensive so it's really funny to say it to our mates (laughs) I like that.
0: Whether the word cunt can be reclaimed or not depends on the conversations and how open we are to talking about it. I doubt we'll ever get there if we can't say the word in discussion on TV or radio without it causing some offence. Ofcom, a British regulatory board for TV, publishes the list of the most vulgar words year on year and cunt is, of course, number one. Ofcom describes the word cunt as especially offensive to women and old people. And this bugged me massively because... Saying it offends women and old people is just perpetuating the idea that women need protection from vulgarity whilst at the same time using our bodies as the subject of vulgarity. I'm 28 years old and men still apologise for swearing in front of me. I am still told it's not ladylike to swear. Ladies shouldn't say cunt, apparently, despite having one. And so taking cunt, for example, and saying it's vulgar and offensive is just a very clever way of controlling what we can talk about and what's deemed socially acceptable.
1: Sex is censored all the time. It's, and we, we live in a culture where we're used to it being censored. And to a certain extent, we agree with it being censored. But if you're censoring sex, if you're saying that you cannot talk about this subject between these hours on this platform that's a really powerful mechanism of social control as well isn't it because it's reinforcing the idea that it's bad you know i'm not saying that we should sit kids down and watch porn or anything like that but we have like a really a state of cognitive dissidence which is that you can't talk about this stuff on telly because it's it's, it's offensive but we live in a really sex saturated society where porn is accessible really quickly and it's we haven't caught up with the fact that we need to have these conversations when the book first came out, it was it, it's it's fantastic watching the dance that people do on kind of like more mainstream platforms of like I really want to talk about the cunt chapter, but we can't say cunt. So like, how are we going to talk about this? And I was even on um in the UK. There's, it's on the BBC Radio. It's called Woman's Hour. And uh, not only was I not allowed to say cunt, but I wasn't allowed to say anything that referred to cunt. So see you next Tuesday. The C word and the C bomb. You were weren't all allowed out. to say the C word. They were, Nope, nope, weren't even allowed to say it, the C word. In the end, it was decided we just won't talk about that that chapter. Like, how repressive is that? Look how that works. Censorship of language. If you take the language away, now we can't talk about it. If you think it's really offensive, that's absolutely fine. I totally get that. But just just, just hit pause a sec and ask yourself why. Why do you think that it's that offensive? Because words like like the N word... I totally get why that's offensive. I totally get. And I don't want to say it. <laughs> these these people occasionally crop up going, "Yeah, but yeah, but why why are we allowed to say the n-word? But, but why do you want to say it?" But I want to say cunt because unlike the n-words, which played its part in and continues to play a part in dehumanizing an entire group of people and enabling brutalization against them, cunt hasn't committed genocide. So I would just want people to just instead of accepting that it's offensive, Ask yourself, why do you think it's offensive?
0: We're still censoring the word cunt and cunts every day. We try to change them constantly and we're told to be embarrassed or ashamed of them at every moment. We wax, shave, vajazzle and trim our labias in the hunt for the perfect-looking cunt because somebody's told us that ours as they are, are not perfect. Labioplasty is the fastest growing cosmetic surgery in the world. It's a procedure that reshapes the labia in line with the trendy minimalist vulva. A 2018 study in Melbourne showed that girls as young as 11 are looking to alter their genitals and the average age of females presenting with concerns about their genital appearance is 14 and a half the vast majority of vulvas and labias out there are considered unattractive. So there are still so many ways that we're told to be ashamed of our cunts. I don't think it's actually changed very much at all. And with the censorship and such public decimation of our bodies, I think it would be really hard to reclaim the word cunt. Because we're told that our vulvas, our fannies, minkies, whatever you want to call them are not powerful and are things to resent. Smelly, fishy, periods. God, let's not even get on the period train as to why we should be ashamed and embarrassed of them constantly. So we've never been told that our vulvas could be powerful or could be linked with knowledge. They're just offensive, ugly, ready for reconstructive surgery. But I think it's really interesting how language can change the way we think about our bodies and sex and what a huge role it has to play in social control. The cunt has had a really impressive history, but I don't think it will ever mean power or knowledge again, unfortunately. We only covered the basics of the cunt in this episode. It's going to be interesting to see the future that it has. And for now, if you do use the word, just remember that power that it has behind it. So I'm going to try and reserve it for some real special people in my life. The people that I want to call powerful and knowledgeable, you know. And so, listeners, you are a bunch of legends and you are my top cunts. That is a fact. So thanks for listening, cunts.